Welcome to Praise Chapel, Pomona Valley. I'm Pastor Tony Lopez. Uh, we've gone back to recording due to the COVID thing just to keep everybody safe. And I pray that all's well with you out there. We're here today um, to just to minister. I hope you had a wonderful 4th of July, freedom. And you know, the beautiful thing is there's freedom in Christ. And what a beautiful thing, friends, to know that we've been set free by the blood of the Lamb, that we've been set free, washed and cleansed from our sins, amen, been made right with God, amen, freedom to worship God, what a powerful thing that is, amen. So real quick, amen, um, we're going to get going here in a second. Uh, we will be doing this for the rest of the month probably on the uh, video thing here. Also, if you want to give, you can also give to uh, our website at praisechapelpomonavalley.com. And you can go on our website and you can be, uh, pay on tithely. If you'd like to pay your tithes, your offerings, or if you just want to donate to the ministry, it would be a blessing. So that's all the announcements I have today. Amen. I just pray that everything's well with you. And let's just open up in prayer as I start to minister the word today. Father, I come before you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, humbly, Father. I pray that your spirit, God, would just be upon me to minister to everyone that hears your word today, to encourage, to strengthen, and Lord, that you would just be glorified in all we do. Father, I give you all the praise and glory. Let your Holy Spirit have its way. Amen. I want you today to turn, open your Bibles today to Psalms chapter 34. And then from there, we'll be going to 1 Samuel chapter 21, verse 10 to 22. So today, I want to ministering on praising God even when you're in the cave. So again, Psalms 34, let's go there and... and uh, 1 Samuel chapter 21, Psalms 34. What a wonderful day it is, and just to serve God, to know, amen, that we've been saved and redeemed and bought with the blood. What a powerful thing. Starting in verse 1, we'll go 1 through 6. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were enlightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. Amen. And let's go to uh, 1 Samuel. Go backwards here. First Samuel chapter 21, starting verse 10. And it says, And David arose and fled that day for fear of Saul and went to Achish, the land of Gath. And the servants of Achaz said unto him, Is this not David, the king of the land? Did they not sing one to another of him in dances, saying, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands? And David laid up these words in his heart, and was sore afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. And he changed his behavior before them, and he feigned himself mad in their hands and scrabbled on the doors on the gate and let his spit fall down upon his beard. 
Then said Achish unto his servants, Lo, you see the man is mad. Wherefore then have you brought him here to me? Have I need of a madman that ye have brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence? Shall his fellow, shall this fellow come into my house? And then verse 22 says, And David there departed thence and escaped to the cave Adullam. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. You know, when you think about David, David was a man we know after a man's, was a man after God's own heart. David was very intimate with God. David knew of God's greatness. And David was always praising God when he was a kid and when he was king. David always worshipped God because he knew who God was. He was there with him when he took him from the, delivered him from the lion and the bear. He was there, amen, when he killed Goliath. So David knew how God, how God was such a good God, a faithful God, a powerful God. And in this God that David had trust in, David was always praising him. David was always worshiping him. David was always uh, confident in God. And the same God that David was confident in, the same one that he praised, the same one that he worshiped, is the same God that you and I worship, the same God that is faithful to you and I, the same God, amen, that delivered him, amen, from Saul, that delivered him from the giants and the bear and the lion. It's the same God that is there for us, that delivers from a situation in our lives. And sometimes it seems like we're, like David, he was on the run, and we see the, our story here where he's before this king, he's on the run from Saul, and he's there and he's in the presence of the enemy, the Philistines, and he doesn't want to be caught, and they recognize who he was, so he starts acting crazy. He starts tearing at the doors with his nails, amen. He starts acting crazy. You know, who knows what he was mumbling and saying, and he, he's spitting it on his beard. He's acting all crazy, amen. And, 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 you know, the king said, why'd you bring this madman here? Why, why'd you bring this guy here? He's no good to me. Why'd you bring him here? And so some commentators say that this is a, inspired by God for him to be delivered. And some commentators say that David took matters into his own hand and acted the fool and became humble and acted this way so that he could be delivered. But either way, God was the one that saw him and delivered him from this situation on the run from Saul. And so as David's on the run here, he goes to the king, and he leaves the king and he goes to this cave in Adullam. And he's there and the Bible says that his family and other people came there to him and we're there with them, amen. And David, as we're writing here, as we're reading here in Psalms 34, he's singing a song of praise to God. David is here in this place, friend. After he pretends madness for the king who drove him away, he's now here praising God out of a cave, and he's glorifying God for all that God has done within his life. This psalm of David is considered a psalm of praise. And there's different types of psalms in the, in the Bible as we read through them. One of them is a, a psalm of lament, is where the writer's writing down his complaint before the Lord. And then he's in some type of situation where he needs God's assistance. And this, this lament means crying out in grief. And maybe you're in that place today. Maybe you're in that place, friend, where you're in that place and you're crying out to God for grief. Maybe you're writing down your complaint before God and tell him, Lord, this is my situation. I need you to help me, God. I need you, man. I'm in a cave. I'm on the run or whatever the case may be. Let you know, friend, that God is there for you. I want to tell you, God, that tell you, friend, that God is faithful. He's there for you just as he was for David 
When we cry out to him, God hears our prayers. And then we have the other one, the psalm of praise here. And, 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 and in this, the writer would lift up the, their, their voice to the Lord with a praise of thanksgiving or adoration unto God. And David, as he's here, as he's encouraging listeners to magnify the Lord with him. And that word magnify means to make the object bigger than it actually is. And I'll tell you what, friend, there's no bigger thing than God. We think about God. He created heaven and earth. He spoke it out. And so we serve an awesome God. But David is still magnifying him, telling people of his awesomeness, telling them of his power, telling them of his faithfulness and his greatness, friend. And this is a powerful thing, friend, because you and I as Christians, amen, we should magnify the Lord, amen. We should tell others about the Lord, about his goodness, his faithfulness, and everything we've experienced. We need to magnify the Lord, friend, and let the world know that Jesus is alive, that he rose again from the dead, that he's a, a, the Savior, the Redeemer that can forgive and, and deliver from drugs and whatever the situation may be. Our God is a faithful God to those who cry out to him. And David understood this. David knew about God's faithfulness and he was always praising him. He was always worshiping him, even from a young man. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. This is powerful, friend, because praising God at all times is no matter what situation you're in in your life. Whether it's good times, bad times, hard times, whether your friend is just in a place of desperation, we can still praise God because God is faithful to you and I. God is worthy to be praised, friend. And David understood that, amen. And he was praising God for his deliverance from the Philistines. He was praising God for his hand once again to be upon him. And listen, he may have acted like a fool, but he wasn't foolish enough not to praise and Neglect God because God's the one that got him through the situation. And every time you and I are in a situation, friend, and God delivers and God sees and meets the needs, we always need to worship God. We need to always praise him and thank him with a heart of thankfulness, with a heart of gratefulness for what he's done in our lives, friend. And listen, whether it's a small thing or big thing, whether he met your need to buy some beans and cheese and frijoles, or he blessed you with a new car, whatever the situation may be, he may bless you with a job. We need to praise God, friend, on our lips. We need to have praise in our lips. Not only in our heart, but in our lips as well. When we come to church and we praise the friend, it's not just within our heart. It's coming out of our lips as well, praising the Lord, glorifying Him for who He is in our lives, praising Him for being a good God, a faithful God. He says, praise shall continually be in my mouth. Not just in my heart, but in my mouth too. And our thankfulness to God, friends, should not be a silent thing. It's something that we should be thankful for every day, even the day of life he gives us, even the slice of bread, whatever it is, friend, we need to be thankful for the Lord and let not praise ever leave our lips. Governor Gavin Newsom says that we can't praise God, that we can't sing in the church. Later with Gavin Newsom, amen, we praise God, amen, if not the seeds or the rocks will cry out to worship him. And friend, we praise him and worship him because we know who God is. We know that he's a faithful God, friend, and he's worthy to be praised, amen. He's a God of deliverance. He's a God that, man, set you and I free. He's a God that saved us, friend. He's a God that has forgiven us and redeemed us and made us right with God. And friend, that there should make you and I worship God. That there, friend, should make you and I sing praises to the Lord, friend. Just nothing else, friend, for what he's done for our lives, how he's redeemed us. But friend, he's a faithful God in the trials and tribulations. Amen. I think, amen, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, friend, how they were there in the fire, friend, and they were praising God, and God was with them there. And that's a faithful God that we serve, friend. And friend, we got to keep that 
praise on our lips. We think about God, friend, that he's a faithful God, even in the hardest of times when we're there and nobody else can help us, friend, when nobody else seems to have an answer. God is there if we simply cry out to him, if we lament to him, friend. And then when he delivers us, we should sing praises to him. When he meets that need and he hears that answer or meets that, that prayer, amen, we, we need to praise him. First Samuel chapter, chapter 2, Hannah's song of praise, friend, she's Worshiping God because she, if you read the previous chapter, she could not have a child and her, and his, her, wife, her husband's other wife was mocking her and taunting her because she could not have a child. And then, so she finally comes to the place of God and, and starts worshiping God on her knees and crying out to God. The Bible says she is crying out in a way from the, man, her lips aren't even moving. The, the priest thought she was drunk. But she says, I'm not drunk. I'm crying out to the Lord. And we know the story that sometime later that God came to visit her and she had a child, the prophet Samuel. And in chapter 2, she writes a song of praise to the Lord, amen, for his faithfulness, for his goodness, for his mercy, amen. She says there in verse 1, it says, My heart rejoices and triumphs in the Lord. My horn or my strength is lifted up in the Lord. My mouth has opened wide to speak boldly against my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one beside you. There's no rock like our God, friend. And that's the God we serve, friend. And that's the God we should be praising, friend. That God is faithful and he hears our cries. He's there to change that situation, friend. I don't know if you know what you're going through. Maybe it's a marital situation, a financial, a physical thing, whatever it is. We need to praise God in the midst of that trial, in the midst of that situation. And cry out to God because he's able to change that situation. And God's bigger, listen, God's bigger than any situation that ever exists in this world. And it's not just when we're in certain situations, because what happens is when we're in certain situations that seem easy, sometimes we take things in our own hands, into our own matters. Or sometimes the enemy will come to us and say, listen, this situation is bigger than God. This situation is huge. I remember when I was a kid and I would watch cartoons, Bugs Bunny and different ones, and they would have this situation where a little dog is barking and, and he's just a little dog, but on the shadow, on the wall, he looks huge. He looks bigger than what he is. And the enemy gets afraid and runs. And sometimes the devil will tell us that the enemy is huge like that. But friend, God's bigger than the enemy. God's bigger than the situation. Don't let your flesh be in control. Don't let your eyes look at the situation, friend, carnally. But let your spirit man trust God. Let your spirit man draw close to God. Let your spirit man cry out to God. And God is faithful to deliver. And that's why David's praising God and worshiping him. Because God's a God of deliverance. God's always a God of faithfulness. And David here... He's also encouraging his listeners with enthusiasm and with, and with authority to say, listen, that our God is bigger than the situation. He's encouraging the others about God. He's worshiping God. He's encouraging others to trust in God. And like he said, even when he killed David, I mean, when David killed Goliath, the armies of the Lord, amen, were there and they were afraid because this guy was a big guy and they forgot that they served a big God. We cannot forget that we serve a big God, friend. 
bigger than Goliath, bigger than the devil, bigger than anything else, friend. You just got to simply trust in him. Because without faith, it's impossible for us to please God. But with faith, all things are possible, friend. And you know, one of the things about Israel, they always had a problem every time they would come to face an opponent that was big. They would always look at themselves as small people. They forgot that spiritually they had served a big God. And we do too sometimes as Christians. We forget that we serve a big God. We forget we serve an awesome and mighty God. In Numbers chapter 13, when Moses sends him out there to look at the land and to see if it's plentiful, if it has good fruit, if it has uh, uh, good irrigation, if it has good soil to plant, he sends them out and they see and they come back with the clusters of grape and they say, man, it's good stuff. But you know what? Those guys are bigger than us. We can't do it. But thank God for men like Caleb that say, listen, man, we could do this. Let's go down there. Let's, let's, let's go down there. And he had a faith. And this is something, friend, that we as Christians need to be like Caleb, that have a faith in God to know that he's bigger than the giants, that God is the one that will give us the victory, that God's the one that will give us the deliverance. Don't think that you serve a small God, friend. He's a big God. And if our God is the creator of the universe, friend, then certainly he's far more greater than anything else on this earth or a demonic force or anything else that you and I could ever face. We serve the God that parted the Red Sea in Exodus 14, 21. We see in Daniel chapter 6 how he delivered Daniel in the lion's den. We see it for Elijah in 1 Kings 18, 38, how he brought fire out of heaven, amen, against the, the other gods, amen. And we serve a mighty God, friend, that's always there for his servants. Psalm 34, 3 says, let us exalt his name together. That word exalt in the King, New King James Dictionary, it says to raise high, to elevate. To elevate in power, wealth, rank, or dignity. That's to exalt one to a throne, to the chief magistrate or to bishopric. To elevate with joy or confidence as to be exalted with success or victory. Friend, this is powerful, friend. He said, telling us, to exalt his name together, to exalt the name of the Lord, amen, to raise him high in esteem, amen, to, to lift our voices to him, to praise him, amen, to understand, amen, to, that he is all-powerful, amen, that he's our supplier, amen, that he's the one that sits on the throne of heaven, and he's a God that's faithful to you and I. And listen, you know, he's such a powerful God, he's talking about exalting his name together. When we come to church, when we come to exalt the Lord, not the worship team, not the pastor, we come to exalt God. We come to lift him on high. When we sing to the Lord, friend, it's not for a concert. It's not for who can sing the best. It's come to exalt the name of the Lord, to lift him up, to lift him up, amen, with joy in our hearts, to know that we're confident that we come before the throne of God and worship him. In heaven, they sing out to the Lord, amen. In Revelation 15, 2 to 3, it says, and I saw something like a sea of glass mixed with fire. And those who had been victorious over the beast and his image and the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass, holding harps of God, and they sang the song of Moses, the bondservant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are your works, righteous and true are your ways, King of the nations. Friends, 
what a powerful song, friend, that you and I, friend, we serve this great and marvelous God that does great works, amen? We serve the Lord God, the Almighty. He's a righteous, the true God, the only God, amen? And he's the King of nations. He's the Lord of lords. He sits in heaven, friend. And friend, I'll tell you what, friend, who else can we not have confidence in? Who else can we not praise but God? See, together, you and I, friend, we need to understand that when we come together, whether it's two or three or more, as it says in Matthew 18, 20, he says, when you're there in my name, I am in the midst of you. And friend, we got to magnify God no matter where we're at, amen, whether you're in your car, whether it's your job, whether you're at church, wherever it is, friend, we can magnify the Lord and lift him up, friends, so that others will know about this God that you and I serve, to let them know about the Savior, about his love, about his mercy, about his grace, friend. And this is an awesome thing that we know about, that we've learned about, friend, because he saved us and showed us his grace and mercy. And we can let others know. And we can comfort others with these words of the Lord. And David understood. He says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. David knew there was something powerful and magnetic about the praise of God. When one's genuinely praising God, when you're singing with everything you got and you're worshiping God, friend, it attracts others, it influences others, amen? When you're serving God with all your heart, when you're there and you're serving God with a true heart, friend, and people see that, but he's here and he's praising God, he wants to draw others in. The same thing with us, you and I should bring others to a place of praising God, to let them know about God's goodness and mercy, friend. And listen, Psalms 100 verse 2 says, Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. So in the trials and tribulations, friend, you and I can still praise God because of his faithfulness. When we come to his presence, we come to singing, friend. And listen, singing and praising God is a powerful thing, friend. We see even Saul and Pilate, Pilate Paul and Silas, when they're there in jail, they're there praising God in the midst of their hardship, in the midst of what's going on there. And it draws others to them, and others got saved. What a powerful thing. And we, when we go through the hard times, we need to keep praising God and keep worshiping Him, that others can see you and I serving Him faithfully, that others can see that our trust is in God, not in man, not the world, not anything else. Psalms 46, 1, 5, a well-known scripture says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not, we will not fear, though the earth be moved and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, Though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, he, she, he, he shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. So friend, God is our refuge and strength, and we can praise him, friend, because he's always there for us. We don't have to fear, amen, no matter what's going on in the earth, no matter what's going on in the world, we still praise God, we still worship him, because he is the, the Lord Almighty. He says here in our, in our text, he says, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. David's simple testimony is still powerful thousands of years later. I sought the Lord, and he heard me. And deliver me from all my fears. Same thing, friend, when we have fears and tribulations and stuff, friend. We seek God and, and know that he'll hear us and know that he'll deliver us, friend. And this is what David's simply testifying of here 
thousands of years later, we're still reading about God's faithfulness. He sought that God look to him in loving trust. And God heard his servant. He saw his humility. He saw his faith. Amen. And God was there for him. And God heard him with love and sympathy and action. The same thing for us, friend. God's sympathetic to our needs. God loves us, friend. He's there for us. And God always rescues his people. Imagine when we get to heaven, the testimonies we're going to hear of all the saints, all the people in the faith that have passed on. And we get to heaven, they're going to tell some stories about, man, how God delivered them. The Old Testament saints, amen. The New Testament saints, amen. People we know that have been saved, amen, that passed away and they're in heaven. Man, there's going to be some testimonies in that. Man, they're going to be praising God and singing to God. Friend, the same thing for you and I. Friend, we need to praise God and sing God for, and give testimonies of what he's done for our lives. And we can have heaven here on earth, friend, by praising God, by singing. That you and I, when our praises go up, his presence comes down. You know, Moses knew about God's faithfulness. Moses sang his song, amen, and we read about it in Revelation, and he talks about God's faithfulness in Deuteronomy 32, 1 through 4. He says, listen, O heavens, and I will speak. Hear, O earth, the words that I say. Let my teaching fall on you like rain. Let my speech settle like dew. Let my words fall like rain on tender grass. I will proclaim the name of the Lord. How glorious is our God. He is the rock. His deeds are perfect. Everything he does is just and fair. And Moses is singing this, friend, and he's singing this to his people. He's encouraging them. And the same thing to us, friend. He's encouraging us. That, Listen, that, that God, amen, is, will, will, his teachings will fall on us like rain. It'll, it'll saturate us. It'll get in our heart his word and strengthen us. Friend, God's a faithful God. He's always there for us. He's an upright God. He does things which are right and in his plan, even for your life and mine. And Moses, in all his years, serving God, knew of God's friend, delivering power. Delivering him from Egypt, from the Red Sea, from the desert. Man, he knew about God. He knew God as a God of provision. God made the way and provided. He knew God's, again, goodness and mercy, grace, salvation, faithfulness. Even when he blew it, amen, God still used him tremendously. And in our text, back to Psalms, David says, They looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. So it went from I to they. So this is now the group that's with him. And they're praising God, and they're worshiping God. And the Bible says their face was radiant. There was something different about them. David indicates that this experience was not only his own, but others knew about God and trusted God for help. They looked to him. They weren't looking to David. They were looking to the Lord. And the more you and I can think upon the Lord, the more you and I keep our eyes upon the Lord, the more you and I, friend, cry out to the Lord and trust God, friend, the bigger he's going to look in our eyes, the bigger he's going to get over the situation. And we'll see God's grace. We'll see his right hand that holds us up, friend. Be there for us. He'll keep us. He'll rescue us. He'll deliver us. And he'll lift us up, friend. Don't look down, but look up. Don't let your hands drag. Don't let your knees fall down and get weak, friend. Look up to the source of your strength, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, friend, sometimes we're going to go through some deep waters of affliction, 
Sometimes we're going to go through some things that just don't make sense. Sometimes, friend, we're going to want to be in that cave hiding out. Sometimes it seems like the enemy is going to be after us, and he is. But you know what? God is with us. That's even better. And so David understood this, and David was praising God for his faithfulness. And I pray today, friend, that God would open our eyes, that we, you and I could see God's faithfulness, his mercy, and his grace, and that you and I would praise him, that you and I would exalt him, that you and I would tell others about him and testify of his goodness. That you and I won't just see with our natural eye, but we'll see with our spiritual eyes. That God will give us a boldness to tell others about the Lord and his goodness and his salvation and his mercy and his grace. I know I keep saying those words, but those are words that are defined with God. This is who he is. And friend, you and you and I have that confidence in our faith in God. We'll be able to tell others because that's what we're called to do, to bring others to Christ. But we got to know him first and we got to praise him first. And others are going to look at us to see how we're praising him and worshiping and how we're faithful to him. See, friend, we got to hold on and keep praising God no matter what's going on in our lives. We need to pray, Lord, help us, strengthen us to have that faith in you, to know that you're a bigger God than the situation, that you're a bigger God than the devil, that you're a bigger God than the world, that you're a big God and we serve a big God that loves us. And that we serve the name above every name, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And the, and the same God that said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, is the same God that you and I serve. But in the place, in the place friend, of hardships is when you and I praise God. In the good times, the bad times, we praise God. That song, you know, your praise will always forever be on my lips. That's what we need to have, friend. In the morning, in the daytime, in the trials, on your job. Friend, we need to praise God. Because he is worthy to be praised. So I just hope I encourage you today, friends, to praise God, to let you know that he's there for you, that he's bigger than situations, and let his praise be in our lips. Have a blessed day. Father, I pray today for every person that's heard this, God, that you encourage them to know, God, that you are there, God, and that we're to sing of you and praise of you and testify of you to others as well, God, to draw closer to you and we can cry out to you, God, to know that you are there for us. And Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. If you're here today and you're watching this, I want to let you know that Jesus loves you. That 2,000 years ago, that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and my sins, the sins of the world. And that you can be forgiven of your sins, friend, and no matter what you've done, no matter how bad you've been, no matter what you've done, friend, that God can forgive you. God can Forgive you of every trespass. A trespass is when you go beyond the border. You pass God's laws and you go on to do your own thing. God is able to forgive you, friend. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, whoever calls upon the name shall be Lord. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall be saved. But not only that, friend, after you do that, you have to surrender your life to him, your will. Turn away, make a U-turn, turn away from your old life, your sins, and now start serving God. And friend, Jesus said, unless a person's born again, they shall not enter in the kingdom of God. Born again, friend, as you're creating you on the inside, and that's through the Holy Spirit. God starts to change us. And he can do that for you, friend. It don't matter. Well, you might say, well, I'm a failure. You know, I, 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 you know, no, it doesn't matter, friend. He loves you to forgive you and, and help you 
to be a new man, a new woman. And I want you to say this prayer with me, and you're talking to God, not to me. Say, Heavenly Father, I come before you today in the name of Jesus. I confess to you, Lord God, that I'm a sinner and that I need a Savior. I believe, Lord Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord God, and change me into a new person. Father, this day, I ask you to make me a new man, a new woman. And I thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Friend, if you said that today, all your sins have been forgiven. It's a do-over, a new chance, a new day to start serving God and experience his goodness, his mercy, and his grace. Amen. Have a blessed day.